0: Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life journeys are unveiled. Making the choice to live or succumbing to the pressure to die. Wow. We all have a choice, y'all whether it's in this physical life sphere or the spiritual life sphere. If you're like me and you believe in election and you believe that God has chosen you before the world was formed for you to be where you are, for you to be who you are, and for you to be one of the chosen ones, then I hear you. I hear maybe some of the ambivalence thinking that, well, I don't have to choose. Guess what? When God allows you to go through a conversion point, when he brings you into that truth, when he walks you into the promise of your salvation and reveals to you that you are a believer in Christ, when God reveals to you that he had chosen you before you were even formed in your mother's womb to be you, the choice is from here on out, now that I know what I know, Now that I know that I I am a part of the family of God, now that I know that I am chosen, and therefore if I'm chosen, then I need to look to the maker for understanding and not my own understanding, not out of my own volition should I be seeking to effortlessly walk through life, but to walk in the calling. Now that I know I need to choose to seek the Holy Spirit, Day upon day upon day. If that's you, I get it. If you believe that you can choose Christ, if you believe that at the altar call on choice, at at the altar call at church, you can respond to the call for Jesus, and in that moment, in your human flesh, with your human reasoning and your wicked heart, that you've chosen Christ. If that's you, I can also tell you that I come from a background where that was believed it was believed that we have quote-unquote free will to choose. I would like to state, I want you to remember, this is something that the Lord God has had to reveal to me, and I've had to operate out of a different iOS, a different internal operating system, when I understood that my heart and my human intention on any given day, at any given moment, during any given second will never choose what doesn't benefit me because the heart is desperately wicked wicked and cannot be trusted our feelings and our emotions vacillate day upon day upon day upon day moment upon moment upon moment and so in that we know that if we even make the best choice that benefits us it's because of the lord And and definitely if we make a choice that is not about us and that doesn't necessarily benefit us, that is of the Lord. The softening of our hearts, that is of the Lord. And so as we begin to know and as we are confident in our position in Christ, we have to make the effort. That is our responsibility. I speak a lot about a child in the household who doesn't work, so therefore they contribute. Well, if you're saved by grace outside of any works, then your responsibility then is to seek to make the right choice, to seek to be diligent in seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance, to seek to be diligent in standing before the Lord in repentance every day, not assuming that a moment, a second, a minute, a day has gone by where you haven't offended your maker and therefore there is a need for surrender and repentance. You will never get it all right. You will never get it all right, but the full surrender is what's expected of you as a believer in Christ. It is never by works, and it is not just by faith. Faith and works go hand in hand. So, what we must aim to do is to choose to live and not succumb to the pressure to die. In our human body, death represents our diet. In our human body, Death represents our thought processes, our selfishness, the intentions that we may have against someone who's offended us, the intentions that may, we may have in life choices when things don't go our way and we want to force things to go our way, our responses to things when we don't feel like responding in a way that is, will benefit another person. But all of our actions should be towards the work of the body, which is, to- which is a selfless lifestyle but we're all guilty of being selfish. And selfishness selfishness brings forth death. It brings death to community, it brings death to relationships, it brings death to partnerships. Choose to live. Choose to live today. We are warring in the spiritual warfare and let me tell you from a firsthand account, sometimes I, I envision Sometimes I envision just standing behind a pillar in the shadows just to get a breath because it seemed like every time I turn the corner and I, and I inhale this toxic air and I see and, I, and, I'm, and the, the revelations of my thinking in my heart and my toxic thinking in responses to things that I may feel vilified by or justified by, but knowing that that is not the way that I should respond, I almost got to step back behind the pillar. I gotta step back behind the pillar and be shaded from the darts and the arrows of this spiritual war. If you're not fighting, this is what I'm saying, it won't resonate with you. But if you're fighting and you are actively on the battlefield, if you are if you have accepted your deployment in Christ, you will know what I mean. That even when you're behind the pillar in the shadows, trying in the shade, trying to get a moment of respite the war is still around you. The war is still around you. It doesn't stop. No matter how you try to deafen, no matter how you try to to release, the truth is you've been deployed. It's a war. And whether physical or spiritual, it's a war. And what we have to aim to do as believers in Christ is to stay grounded in the understanding that from point A to point B, the outcome and the process is a choice. Either you're going to surrender or you're not. Either you're going to take direction and follow suit or you're not, but it's a choice. Lately, I have made the choice. I have made the choice to press through in some very trying circumstances where naturally in my flesh, I would not even I wouldn't even want to entertain. But because I am aiming to live a life outside of my own selfish desires and really be used by God in every and all situations and circumstances that I'm called to, I'm saying, okay, Lord, even me in this situation. I must surrender. I have to choose to, to go against what I feel in this moment. I have to choose to seek you right now in this moment when I would like to react another way, even if it's just a verbal offering of something and I, my mouth just wanted to stay closed but, but the Holy Spirit was nudging me to do what I'm supposed to do in that moment. I must yield to it and I must do it because I choose to live. And if I'm going to live a fulfilled, purposeful life in Christ, I have to choose to be willing to do whatever my assignment is, however long that is and whatever that looks like. Listener, it doesn't mean that you don't have moments where you feel exacerbated, completely exhausted. Cry out to the Heavenly Father. Cry out to the Heavenly Father. Ask the Lord God for strength. Ask the Lord God. Lord, if you would take this from me. Take it from me, Lord. But if you would have for me to endure this longer, give me the strength. I know you will, but I'm telling you, Lord, I'm tired. I'm telling you, Lord, I have reached the precipice of my patience in this level. I have reached the limit. I have reached the limit for what I believe I can take but God you know what I can take you know how far I can go and let me tell you the most unconventional conventional way to fight is to fight in complete complete and utter discomfort where you are, you are not seeking to do the war in a foo space you know what I'm saying when I, when I used to, when my first time going camping, I camped fufu. That's what I'm calling it. I know fufu is, is a, um, a starch in African culture, but I'm talking about that fufu la la way where it's bougie. I guess bougie would be a better term. I camped bougie. My first camping trip, I had a prime tent. I brought dishes. I brought toiletries. I brought all the accommodations to bring me comfort. In the experience of camping and truth be told I did not receive the total experience of camping because I didn't allow myself to really thug it out the way somebody who was truly a camper would I could say I did camping in a bougie way and as I learned what camping was about I became a little more comfortable on subsequent visits kind of getting a little more dirty, getting my hands dirty, going without bathing, you know, going without combing my hair, not having to have a certain type of food, but kind of roughing it out with whatever I could eat within reason. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when we do war, we want to do it in a comfortable way. We want to feel good about it. We want it to be something that we can um, align with and say, yes, I fought the battle, but I did it in a way that was comfortable for me. But what if God doesn't allow you to do that? What if God allows you to stay uncomfortable in the war? What if you have on a full-fledged uniform in a hundred-degree weather and you don't get you don't get a um, air-conditioned, you know, fan with a bat that's battery-operated? What if you have a manual fan? What if you don't have a fan at all? What are you going to do? Do you stop the fight? Or do you learn how to war in the conditions that you are in, a bound and a base? What do you do, listener? We got to make choices. We are getting into a... We are moving into a phase of life while we are still here on this planet Earth where it is becoming virtually impossible, virtually impossible to even hold human relationships on a consistent basis and say that you can even call someone a friend without having to face imminent and immediate spiritual warfare because there's just so much compromise and vacillation in the world to where you could be a believer and you can have have an acquaintance with someone who says they're a believer but because of the way that we've been influenced Our spirits may rub the wrong way. They may rub each other the wrong way because of some of the fundamental beliefs that we believe in. And the foundation to who we are may be, the the word Christian may be typed over our head. But what about some of the the allowances under the Christian umbrella that we have honed in and we have taken to and called it normal? What about that? I often talk about, for me as a believer in Christ, someone who, um, lo- who appre- not just loves, but appreciates the Lord God as a father, as a figure that I have never had. When you learn what a father means, it doesn't just mean what we think it means on the surface. A father literally is representative of Jesus Christ for his home. Willing, someone who is willing to lay down every single desire, lay down every single preference, lay down their life for the sake of those that they are covering under the umbrella of their household, under the umbrella of their family. And the godly order is God, husband, wife, child. And the sacrifice goes in positions. Sometimes the mother is put in positions to place herself as the sacrificial lamb. But quite honestly, that is not her position in that order. Only God knows how we are supposed to be executed, executing our... um, are callings in life and if god has chosen for a woman to be sacrificed for the sake of her family then that's what god has chosen but i'm telling you that the godly order is god husband wife child so when you think of the covering of a father and you reverence the lord god as abba father abba father has chosen you if you can say that god is your father Your heavenly father, he has chosen you. He has given that manifestation or that revelation to you and has revealed that on your heart. That you hold him in such a position as a father. Above all known, it is literally like it's an unspeakable description to describe what Abba Father is to his children. And I know that there is not a human on earth besides Jesus Christ, who could even measure to the level of sacrifice in the calling of being a covering for people, covering for their family, covering for the fold. But God chose you, God chose you. And if you can call God, Abba Father, I just ask that you would also choose choose to war and choose to fight by any means possible a lot of our martyrs of the past in the human flesh a lot of them chose to compromise for the sake of serving their own selfish and human needs we are all guilty of that but the calling is great when you are a shepherd the calling is great When God has chosen you to be over a flock, when God's chosen you as a mother to raise children, the calling is great. And my heart is for those who have been chosen, who know that they have been called, and they take a lackadaisical position on the calling. It really does make it bad. It makes it it hard. For the body of believers who are really warring, it makes it hard. A a three-corded rope is not easily untwined. Can you think about what it's like if a body of people are actually fighting and warring the way that they should? We see this a lot of times on the negative with some of these radical regimes. What's it called? Boko Boko Haram in Africa um the um, sorry the middle eastern taliban in um in arab countries look at the mass level of unity that they have for destruction believers in christ what would we look like if we ward on the principles of the lord god what if we ward on the truths of the gospel collectively what kind of damage would we do? And this damage that I'm talking about is not in the physical because God doesn't call us to fight like that. He calls us to pray and he calls us to be obedient to whatever the Holy Spirit's calling is. Can we get that right? Can we walk in spirit? Can we walk in unison? Can we believe that what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong? Can we stand against the wiles of the enemy, regardless of if it's your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your grandma, your auntie, your uncle, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And for you calling out the wrong, if that means that you're outcasted, can other believers in Christ who have called out the wrong and have been outcasted, can we align and encourage one another in the fight? Because then we can identify and acknowledge that quite possibly we might be fighting on the same team in the same war against the same enemy. The premise of it all is obedience and choosing. Choosing to follow the Holy Spirit, obeying the Holy Spirit, choosing to identify with the suffering that comes as a believer in Christ, and choosing to live. We know that this world is not our home. So our fight, the reward, is our spiritual reward Of what we believe to be everlasting life in Christ. That's the reward. But the compromise breeds death. It breeds death because not only will your conscience be saved. You can only grieve the Holy Spirit so long. And then your conscience begins to be saved. Seared if I'm saying the word right. Seared. And what you know to be wrong. Or what you know to be incorrect, you begin to compromise as plausible. And now you're now you're nearing that middle ground of neutral. You're neither not you're neither hot nor cold. And eventually your light dims and it dims and it dims because it has no flame. You have no vigor. You have no sunshine, you have no fire. Choose. Choose. Choose life in Christ. You know that death is gain. And if you don't know, death is gain. But we're going to be, we're going to be on a war. We're going to be warring no matter what side we're on, but we must choose. We must choose. It doesn't feel comfortable. Trust me, it doesn't feel comfortable. But when you know you're in the war, and you know that God is keeping you, And he's making it evident that he's all up in that battle. He's all up in that war. Do you think Moses wanted to have his arms raised for how many days? Don't you think he was tired? He had to get some support just to keep his arms up so the children of Israel could fight that battle. But he was sold out for choosing to be obedient. We don't have it that hard. We don't have it that hard. Choose. Choose. In Jesus' name, I pray that I said all that I was supposed to say. And I pray that someone's heart, someone's heart could be changed, their eyes be opened, the chains fall off. And whatever the Spirit of God has for them to do in response, in response to this podcast, let it be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I ask that you like and follow, and please pass this episode on. We are in a time like never before, where witnessing for the sake of the gospel is paramount. Every chance we get. It's not about a Sunday service. This is in the workforce, this is at the playground. This is in social gatherings, on social media. Our lips should be full of telling people that Christ is everything. Christ is all. Surrender to Christ. If the Holy Spirit is moving inside of a person and they're telling you that they're having a feeling that the things that they did at one time is not setting well with them anymore, tell them believer in christ it could be that the lord god is calling you home the lord god is calling you to his fold the lord god is telling you it's time to surrender it's time for you to make the choice to stop running from the holy spirit's calling in your life and to surrender all and say lord god in this moment in this moment i want to yield i want to surrender i want to trust you show me how. Like and follow y'all. Send this podcast on. Thank you so much for listening. Woo! Thank you for taking out the time to listen to this episode. Don't forget to follow me, leave a comment, drop a question, then head on over to TikTok and follow my page at Advocate for Truth then go on over to YouTube and follow me at Advocate for Truth 82. Peace.